I'm Charlie Keegan. This is the Central Wigan Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Central Wigan Podcast. This is episode 19 and it's been a while since we've had a midweek championship match to talk about. I think you've got to go back to Sunderland at the DW at the end of December where we lost 4-1. Then that was the last midweek for us, which was on a Thursday night, but hopefully this one turns out a little bit better for us. Before we dive into the match preview, I just want to mention some big news that is Jack Watmore has now signed a new contract with Wigan that runs until the end of the 2024-25 season. It's huge news for us and it's fully well deserved. I feel it. Naturally, he's struggled a little bit trying to find his feet in the championship, but there's no doubt that he's a great player with high ability, and to have him longer and to build around him is very exciting. Talal did tweet that there was three pens, and then he deleted it swiftly after. Not too sure what the deleting was all about, but it's likely that there's going to be more contract extensions announced, and obviously I will mention them when they happen. Going into the match preview, as always, I will run through the form and the stats for both sides going into this one. Then we'll look back on the reverse fixture back in August, talk about the who to watch plays for Bristol, and then who can be named in our team sheet. So next up for Wigan Athletic is a game against Bristol City at Ashton Gate on Wednesday night. They sit 13th in the Skybet Championship with 39 points. They're managed by Nigel Pearson since February 22nd, 2021. And so far this season, they've played 30 matches in the league, winning 10, drawing 9 and losing 11. Overall, they've scored 40, conceded 39, which creates a goal difference of plus 1, and they've kept 8 clean sheets. At Ashton Gate this season, they've played 16, won 6, drawn 4 and lost 6, scoring 20 and conceding 17, and they've kept 6 of their 8 clean sheets at home. Overall, they've picked up 22 points of their 39 at the Ashton Gate. Away from home this season has been a bit similar, but not as good. They've played 14, won 4, drawn 5, lost 5, scored 20, conceded 22 and kept just 2 clean sheets. Overall they picked up 17 of the 39 points on the road. Over the last 6 matches, Bristol have won 3, drawn 3 and haven't lost. And in that same period they've scored 9, conceded 5 and kept 2 clean sheets. They had a bit of a turn of form after a 2-0 loss against West Brom on Boxing Day. And on December the 29th they went to the Den and drew 0-0 with Bristol City. January 1st they went to the Coventry Building Society Arena they drew 1-1 there. January 14th, they went back to Ashton Gate and beat Birmingham City 4-2. Then they were back there on January 21st and drew 1-1 with Blackburn Rovers. February 2nd, they went to the Deepdale and lost 2-1 to Preston. And on February 11th, they were back at home and they beat Norwich City 1-0. With everybody playing about 30 games now, you can split the season into thirds if you like. The opening 10 games, they picked up 14 points. In the middle 10 games, they picked up 9 points, which was the lull. And then in the most recent 10 games, they picked up 16 points. So Nigel Pearson looks to be getting them clicking really well. But so does Sean Maloney with his Latic side. Wigan now sit 22nd in the league with 29 points. Sean Maloney has been our manager for the last couple of games. But so far this season, we have played 30, winning 7, drawing 8 and losing 15. Overall, we have scored 28 goals, conceded 49 and created a goal difference of minus 21, which is the lowest in the league, I believe. Over that time, we have kept six clean sheets. At the DW this season, we have played 16, finally won three, drawn three and lost 10, scored 12, conceded 30 and kept three of our clean sheets there. Overall, we picked up 12 of our 29 points at home, but away from home, we've been much better. We've played 14, won four, drawn five and lost five. 
scored 16, conceded 19, and we've also kept three clean sheets. We've picked up 17 of our 29 points on the road. Over our most recent six league matches, Wigan have won one, drawn two, and lost three, and in that same period we have scored four, conceded 11, and kept two clean sheets. That run goes back to December 29th, where we hosted Sunderland and lost 4-1. We then lost 4-1 again to Hull City on January 2nd at the DW again. January 14th, we went to the Cardiff City Stadium and snatched a late equaliser to get it 1-1. January 21st, we hosted Luton Town and lost 2-0. February 6th, went to Ewood Park and drew 0-0 with Blackburn. And most recently, we hosted Huddersfield Town and got that crucial win. The last time I met this season was August 13th, 2022, where we hosted Bristol City at the DW Stadium. It was our third championship game of the season, following a 0-0 draw at home to Preston North End, and then we travelled away to Carrow Road and got a 1-1 draw against Norwich City. I thought overall the game was pretty tight. We were the ones to edge the stats, we got 58% of the possession. We recorded 13 attempts to City's 5, but the game ended in a 1-1 draw after Will Keane's 67th minute equaliser ruled out Andreas Feynman's 6th minute goal. Obviously as the season's gone on, Bristol City have done much much better than we have so far, and trying to narrow down a list of the top attacking performers down to just 5 was quite tough when it comes to them. Whilst they only have 10 different goal scorers this season, only 3 of them have scored a single goal, and there are 4 players who provided 10 assists between them despite not scoring. There is also a player who I've not included on this list of five that we do need to talk about, but I will run through the list of five just to start. Top of the list is 32-year-old centre-forward Naki Wells. He scored nine and assisted four in the opening 29 fixtures. He's from Bermuda and is a forward who is highly experienced championship player. He's got 334 appearances, 92 goals and 31 assists. Wells has got over a century of features for Bradford City with 112. Bristol City with 136 and Huddersfield Town with 153. He's definitely going to be trying to look for his 10th league goal of the season and towards closing that 100th goal at this level of football. So he, for me, is the top of the list that we need to watch out for. At 20 years of age, Scottish forward Tommy Conway is definitely a player that has a lot of high potential. He graduated through Bristol City's academy and since his debut into senior football, he's scored 10 goals and provided 5 assists in 41 games. This season, he's got 6 goals and 3 assists, albeit 5 of those goals and 2 of the assists came in the opening 15 games of the season. He hasn't featured in the recent 4 games, I think he's sustained an injury away at Coventry City. But if he does play, he's definitely a player that we do need to watch out for. Third on my list is Andreas Weiman, who is another highly experienced championship player and is closing in on his 300th game with 290 to his name so far in the championship. The Austrian joined from Derby County in July 2018 and has scored 62 goals with 36 assists throughout his time in the second tier, 48 goals and 27 assists in 178 games wearing Bristol City colours. He's 31 years old and he's only managed 11 minutes of football over the last two games after missing out on two matchday squads with a knock. But he scored against us last time and if he does play, he's definitely going to be the one to watch. Fourth on my list is a name that you may have heard of this season after attracting Premier League club interest and he's 19-year-old rising talent Alex Scott. Born in Guernsey and is a midfielder that joined Bristol City under-18s in January 2020. He made the step up to senior football in July 2021 and he's also won international caps with England under-18, under-19 and under-20. He's now reached 70 games in the championship with 4 goals and 7 assists overall. And this season, Scott hasn't registered a goal yet, but he has provided five assists, which is the most in the Bristol City side. There are reports that there are scouts coming from Tottenham to watch him. I think they were at the Norwich City game on the weekend, but they also might be at Ashton Gate on Wednesday night. In fifth place on my list, if you are a follower of League One football, there's no doubt that you're going to have heard the name Mark Sykes. He featured 136 times for Oxford United, tallying 11 goals and 21 assists. He's 25 and he made the step up to Bristol City in July 2022 on a free transfer. 
and he's now in his first season in the championship. He scored four and provided one assist in 24 games and all four of those goals have come in the recent four games. So the Irishman is definitely finding his feet at this level. And finally, a player that I couldn't include on my top five list but is still a huge threat is 25-year-old left-back Cameron Pring. Like Tommy Conway, he graduated through the Bristol City Academy but he spent most of his career to date out on loan at clubs such as Merthyrtown, Aldershot, Hereford, Newport County, Cheltenham, Walsall and Portsmouth. He's got a total of 48 championship games to his name with one goal and five assists recorded. However, he was only involved twice in the first 15 games this season. Since the midway point to now, he's featured in a further 14 games, registering one goal and four assists, and he's played the full 90 in 13 games. He's a player that's taken a while to get going in this level and taken a while to get into the Bristol City side, but Nigel Pearson definitely looks to have unlocked some potential in him. So moving on now to Wigan Athletics team selection and who we could see. Sean Maloney had four and a half days from the Monday night trip to Ewood Park to hosting Huddersfield Town at the DW on Saturday afternoon. It's been another four and a half days from then and our kickoff at Ashton Gate on Wednesday night, which then comes two and a half days before hosting Norwich City at the DW, so it's a little bit congested, which means we could see some rotation just to keep the squad fresh. Ben Amos has kept two clean sheets in four appearances back in the side after his rib injury, which takes his total to five clean sheets in 17 appearances this season. He's only conceded 21 goals, and as long as he's fit and well enough for the game, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't start. Against Huddersfield, Sean Maloney chose to do a back three of Charlie Hughes, Jack Watmore and Ryan Niambe. There was hope that Omar Rakik would be back in time for the game, but the gaffer said that they gave him until the last minute and the fitness test just wasn't passed, so it wasn't going to be worth the risk. Should Rakik be fit enough to play, I would probably put him in there and do a back three of Hughes, Watmore and Rakik. Martin Kelly and Jason Kerr obviously are out for the season, but we still have a little bit of depth with Stephen Cork and Curtis Tilt. We also have the option of playing Ran Niambe or Tom Pierce as that sort of left-sided centre-back role, just in case we need it. I know they're traditional full-backs, but we've seen against Huddersfield Town that they both can sort of fill in that role. Should we stick with the 3-4-2-1 formation, the wings-back could probably see some rotation as well. Tom Pierce looked dangerous crossing in from the left, and Ran Niambe did put a good shift on the right, so if we're not going to need to use them as cover for centre-back, we could just put them on the wings because they have got a bit more freshness in them than Dariqua and McLean. Obviously, McLean's become a father for the fourth time. Naturally, you're going to need a rest at some point and you can't keep playing all these games. So I wouldn't be too surprised if we do see a bit of rotation there. The midfield duo is also an area where we could see some freshness. Max Power's played every minute of the 30 so far, which totals 2,700 minutes this season. But he has looked much better performances recently with Christ Tiehi to the right of him. If we are to see a different setup in the middle, then we could see the inclusion of Tom Naylor or Miguel Aziz but it is unlikely that Jordan Cousins will be involved because he suffered a hamstring injury against Cardiff City on January 14th. This game will be the last time we see Daniel Sanani in a Wigan Athletic side until Saturday 25th of February because he can't play against Norwich City on the weekend because it's a parent club and he's on loan. He's only featured twice so far, 66 minutes against Blackburn and 59 against Huddersfield and it's likely that we'll see him start again at Ashton Gate on Wednesday night. I do think that his final touch and his decision making needs to be worked on but you're only really going to get that experience if you keep playing with this side so I won't be too surprised if he does start again. Will Keane and Callum Lang have both been well favoured so far this season, obviously for good reason but I wouldn't be surprised if we do see a bit of a change in the forward line. Tello Asgard definitely needs more minutes and could potentially get a start. Charlie White's no doubt raring to go after coming back from injury but then we still have Ashley Fletcher, Josh McGuinness and Anthony Scully who probably are available for selection as well so I won't be too surprised if we do see a bit of change there. Whoever Maloney decides to start, I'm sure it's going to be the decision made with one eye on the Norwich game at the weekend and obviously any performances and training that have impressed him this week, they're probably going to get the, the rewards of that and getting a start. Overall though, I 
definitely am looking forward to this game. Whether we can go on and get a third clean sheet and another win is another question that we can only answer after the game. It's going to be very, very hard. This Bristol City side are on the up. We need to not get carried away with ourselves and think that we're going to storm it from now to the end because realistically, that's not going to happen. But there is a lot of belief here. And when you look at the, the roller coaster that we've all been on this season, if you'd have told me 15 games ago that we would be excited for a Wednesday night trip down to Bristol City with a look at getting out of the relegation zone. I'd have probably just laughed at you, but that's where we are. We've done well in the last couple of games. We deserve to be climbing out of this relegation now. And a lot of the fixtures in this midweek game and on the weekend are really going to define where we sit because there's a lot of big games around the bottom of the table. As I record this, the Tuesday night games are all underway and they're about 76 minutes in at the moment. Birmingham hosted Cardiff City, which is obviously a big one at the bottom of the table. That one's nil-nil right now. Coventry are beating Millwall. Norwich are beating Hull 2-1. QPR are losing to Sunderland 1-0. And QPR are going on a really rough time at the moment. I thought they were going to be much better under Neil Critchley. Burnley, surprisingly, are losing 1-0 at home to Watford. And Reading are drawing 1-1 with Rotherham in a game that we really need Reading to, to beat them there. But then on the night that we play Bristol City, there is also some more big games going on. Preston North End hosts Luton Town. Stoke City hosts Huddersfield Town, where we need Stoke and Huddersfield to draw there, I think is the best result for us. Swansea City hosts Blackpool, where we obviously need Swansea to win. Sheffield United host Middlesbrough, which is a real top-of-the-table clash. And West Brom host Blackburn Rovers, which again is further up the table, top-half clash. Obviously, none of those fixtures or results matter if we can't go out and get at least a point or another win against Bristol City this time around. So that game kicks off on Wednesday, 15th of February at 7.45 at night. We'll be back after the game, probably on Thursday or Friday, to talk about the, the game and how it happened, but also then look ahead to the Norwich City preview. So until then, you can follow our Twitter, which is at Central Wigan, or follow the Substack, which is centralwigan.substack.com. It's a newsletter that goes straight to your email with match previews, match reviews, loan reports, and any other big news that's coming out of the club. But until then, that is everything from me and Up The Ticks.